kind of the place where everything converges. You can get a little yeah, bit of everything of. in DC. Yeah, you can. You can. Um, yeah, that's a really good way of putting it. Will I've never heard I, that said. Um, I mean, I think I think we're not going to get a better intro than that. Uh, to the Beltway Boys. Oh, are we starting? Beltway yes. Boys. It's our first episode. Hello, hello. Welcome. I'm Will. Uh, Will. That's Will, and I'm Johannes, and we are joined with our, by our guest, John. Yeah, really happy that you guys have. Yeah, in the first episode, it's a bit. You're going to go down as probably one of the more important guests, but honestly, yes, we have some Perhaps crazy the- guests lined up, and you guys will get most, to meet them. Uh, oh yeah, the, the, the most the course of the next. Guests. What'd you say? Perhaps the most important. Well, I mean, we'll, see. we'll see. Yeah, um, that's on the you. Beltway. This is one of the crazy things about the Beltway. Uh, is that people's importance can shift and change all the time. And oh, someone yeah. who you might meet and think ill of um, uh, next day is president and vice versa also. Um, this is the way of the Beltway. But hey, it's all politics. And, and, and in D.C., you don't take things personal. No. You, you, we, may be, we may be scrapping during the day, but at the end of the day, there's not a person in this city that I couldn't you know, step back have a drink with and, and, and connect with them in that way. There's not a boy on the hill that I haven't snapped my towel at in the locker room, you know? Exactly. And, and Okay, that that said, I am the most important guest. Well, hey, we'll see. Long. Yeah, I mean, we will see, John. I, okay. Yeah. I'll go ahead and apologize for any audio quality now. Um, I'm driving. Uh, some higher-ups asked me to head down to South Carolina <laughs> to um, onboard Jamie before... He comes up to take charge of the party. They wanted to make sure he is, you know, fully ready for, for what this city has to offer. Um, Speaking of which, is this an explicitly, do we have an explicit um, political view? I politics, think, baby. We like politics for what is. it is. And we love the, politics. Yeah. That's our view. Okay. Well, I just think in the interest in the interest of fairness, somebody on this pod should probably be briefing Michael Steele as well. Well, wow. <laughs> Michael Steele. <laughs> oh, I forgot. Yeah, he and I, he and I, I probably haven't talked to him in, God, three, four years? I don't know. Ever since you fed him that info. Well, you were saying the thing about... Well, I I have, let's, I, I don't know the man too well. Who knows? You know? I do like the way... I think that's a good example of the power shifting that you guys were talking about earlier, you know? Five years ago, Michael Steele. Exactly. Exactly. And with that, John, you're actually solidifying your spot as one of our best guests of all time. Uh, for because this. that is a that is a astute observation. And yeah. applying applying these kind of principles that Johannes and I, we probably take for granted. Well, I mean, uh, it comes so naturally to us that we sort of forget the kind of wisdom exactly. that we're doling out just by living our lives uh, exactly. in the Beltway. Um, Did you guys forget about Michael Steele? I would, yeah, I mean, never, never forget. But yeah. you know, we've got so much on our plates. Certainly really forgive only... him, but I would never forget him. Exactly. Yeah. For, uh, I mean, forgiving, of course, for uh, ruining the 2016 election for everybody well, involved. As much as any election can be ruined for for politicos like us. I know. I mean, when you're an election head like us. An election is like the best horse race or the best game of football you've ever seen every exactly. four years. It's 
Exactly. Today is I'll the say. Super Bowl, but my Super Bowl is in 2022. Yeah, I mean, it, I, th- I think my Super Bowl, it happened about two weeks ago uh, on the steps of the Capitol. Oh, wow. It, it yes. was amazing. <laughs> uh, the two teams were there together, you know, Democrats and Republicans. And at the end of the day, you, you, you're not rooting for one or the other. You just want a good game. Yeah, couldn't have said it better myself. Um, exactly. I think my favorite football game is the Peach Bowl, where um, um, where the Senate race <laughs> in Georgia. <laughs> Go, you keep going, man. Uh, where yeah, honestly, yeah, who played in the Peach Bowl this year? Uh, where where Raphael Warnock and. Um, the other guy sort of beat out the other two guys, uh, the gal and the other guy. Um, I was, yeah, I was gonna say. You know, in a really important game of football mm-hmm. where the pigskin was tossed to our vice president, Harris, who deserves a round of applause on many fronts. And now we have a budget reconciliation bill as well passed. So, I mean, we're just checking every box with that game of football, the Peach mm. Bowl. Mm. Um, I mean, yeah, uh-huh. if you want to talk about elections, I tell you, that one. Yeah. Whew. So I guess that's a useful place to start. As a guest, I don't want to be, um, you know, dictating, the, oh. the, to use a football term, the tempo of this John, game. actually, could you hold but on until we introduce you? I'm glad to pause on my thought. Will, do you want to do our guest the honors? Yeah. So uh, I'll say... Myself, Johannes, and I, we've been consulting in this, in this city with people, oh God, basically since we came out of the crib. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you, you name it, we've done it. Uh, on, on the pod today, we've got more of an up-and-comer. Um, he's, he's got his toes in the industry, but uh, we're hoping that we can, we can share some advice with him. He can maybe, you know dilute some of the really technical jargon we're going to get into so so yes. average listeners can understand it a bit more um but it is john Mello. john how you doing i'm doing great thank you for the generous introduction i uh you know would have maybe said things differently but i uh, agree with the spirit let me let me uh, just say is- this to you john that uh will and i have been swimming in the waters of the swamp and let me tell you, come on in. The water's fine. I think you're very welcome here. Thank you for joining we, we, us. We saved a seat for you. Yep. It's actually really cold today. Um, hey. Not, but yeah, thank you. Not with the heat of democracy in the swamp, but that's not fine. inside the beltway yeah. keeps the heat in. Exactly. Well, I was as I was uh, starting to say before that generous introduction. You guys have picked a good time to start a podcast. You've already alluded to it. Um, your phone, you need to get uh, that. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know if you guys could hear that. I've just received a <laughs> From Jamie? <laughs> I, th- I think okay. he's taken the call and muted himself. <laughs> okay, well, I will keep going. Um, hopefully it's not too important that we lose uh, Will for the rest of the show. But what a great time to start a podcast, as you already alluded to. There was a big event two weeks ago. We got a new administration. And I was thinking about it. I don't even know if this podcast would have worked in a different administration, you know? Like, the the, the, the outgoing admin was so 
flamboyant, yes. you know, yep. yes. that I think it would have been difficult to Well, they, it was, but this administration. Yeah, this one is prioritizing substance over show. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's the sort of the, the axiom that we axiom that we work with is sometimes you lean on showbiz and sometimes you lean on substance. And we're finally moving back to substance from showbiz. In the, in the white so house. I guess the question, the question that I wanted to pose to you guys, if I can be so um, um, impertinent to impose as a guest, do you guys plan on being a counterpoint to the uh, uh, seriousness of this administration, or do you guys intend to uh, compliment? I think we'll speak the truth, and um, I, yeah, I think you can view us like the refs for the football game, mm, which is politics. Exactly, exactly. We're here to call the shots. Uh, as the late, great, uh-huh. and still alive John Roberts once said, uh, you know, I'm here, I'm the referee, I'm here to call the shots. I'm not uh, here with a personal agenda. And neither are we. We're here for, for, uh, for just to say the truth. And I mean, I, I think, yeah, you want, you want the gimmicks, you want the flash. Uh, we could give you that. Johannes and I could do that all day. But Yes, that's not what we're here to do. This is a this is a podcast for the nitty gritty, digging in deep, and and I got to tell you, I think that was just the absolute worst thing about the the previous administration is their lack of respect for for this business. Oh yes, they just didn't get, especially when you come in from the real estate business. It's just a different game here, politics. Yeah, um, and it was right, just very clear that I, they had other things on their mind. I'll say that they did. I think I think we can safely say that without being too partisan here. So they had other stuff on their mind, exactly, than the game of politics. Exactly. Um, when now, I mean, who fifty-fifty tie? <laughs> you heard of this Joe Manchin guy? Is uh, here hearing about him? And it's, you, totally, you are hearing about a lot. Sorry, my Wi-Fi uh, cut out there for about two minutes, but it seems like oh. you guys were able to fill that space. I think, oh, we I think to answer your question, John, we, we, we circle back to substance over showtime. Mm-hmm. And that's what this show is about, too. And honestly, like Will said, we could show you how to make the magic, how to be flashy, how to how to do the showtime stuff. But that's we'd have to charge. That's where, exactly. that's where our business is. And what we're wow. here to do now is to sort of walk you through the ins and outs of the belt. Take you behind. Um, you see what happens after the curtains close on this show. Exactly. When the curtains close, the doors close, the meeting room is open, and the cigars get lit. Cigars get lit. This is what we're talking yeah, about is deals. Exactly. So I will say, <laughs> I will say with that, I mean, let's get into the substance. Let's uh, yes. Let's talk about I mean, talk about the theme of this episode. You know, I think yeah. Go ahead, as, please. Yeah, as you guys know, uh, each week we're going to focus on a different senator. You know, really dig down into them, what makes them tick. And John, would you would you care to introduce this week's senator? Oop, might have lost John. Johannes, would you care to introduce this week's senator? Well, as you might uh, expect, it's not in post because I. And we lost him. (laughs) We lost him, but listeners, I'd like for you to remember something important, which is um, that, like any good press conference or any good 
congressional hearing. We've done our homework. And when you talk to John ahead of time and his Senator of the Week, he's going to be Maisie Hirono. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll, uh, we're going to cut to a commercial break, and we'll be right back once we have our friend John back. Oh. Hello. How, Test. how fortuitous. I Are am there. there. Okay. I'm on. I'm on. I'm safe <laughs> now. Neither do we. Yeah, yeah. Partially because we couldn't hear the last thing you said. But I certainly don't have faith oh, in what I... I can't hear. Yes, that's a that's a good political lesson mm-hmm. too. Honestly, um, this is that's why White House pressers are so important because you can't have faith in what you don't hear. If you don't hear about what President Biden or President Trump is doing, then you can't have faith in it. And a lot of the presidency rides on faith, the American people's faith. Uh, and the president. And honestly, I think that was another great failing of the previous administration is they didn't, just didn't let us have faith in Well, let, let me, let me push us. back on you a bit there, Johannes. Okay. And, uh, we're okay. not afraid to disagree on this, let me tell you. No, absolutely I, not. I, I disagree. I think faith is, is when you believe in something that's unfounded, that there's not factual basis mm. for. And I would argue that there is the ultimate factual basis for believing in our government and, and our politicians. I, you know, I don't have to have faith because I have knowledge. Well, can I, can I pose a question Please. to you, Will? Why does it say in God we trust on our money? Exactly. It says in well, God this... we trust, not in God we have faith. And this is honestly, this brings us back to founding fathers writing down in the Constitution the separation of church and state, that faith is something different than fact. Um, substance is something different than showbiz. And it is substance and fact that make a good administration. Your point is well taken. Thank well. you. Um, it is. It, uh, and John, I, I think what you've just exposed is a common misunderstanding um, about what that, that phrase on the dollar means. Uh, Reagan introduced that as, as, as a sign of trust. Uh, I don't um, think it was Reagan. Was it uh, Reagan? Who was I'm pretty I sure this it was... happened in the fifties. Oh, I think well, it was Ben Franklin. I don't know who. Oh <laughs> well, no, yeah. Hamilton. It was Zach Hamilton. Hamilton. He did the money. Yes, Hamilton came up with the yes. dollar, and then. Uh... Oh, you know what would be cute? Yeah, and Benjamin Franklin came up with the pen. Yeah, I'm pretty exactly. sure. I think I think one thing that would be cute for y'all's podcast is if you used some Hamilton music in either the intro or the outro. Well, I mean, I'll ask. I'll ask and see if we could get the rights, but I, I you know. Yeah, I'm not sure. Do you, Lynn, yeah, do you think we have our disagreements think, mm-hmm. with Lynn because we actually think that Albert Gallatin was more important than Alexander exactly. Hamilton, uh, historically speaking. Um, yeah. Also, we've we've we have, we've been yeah. buying well. a lot of tickets for inner city school kids, um, and they keep not showing up, and it's kind of pissed off the the directors of the of the, the play. No, it's pissed off the people. We're just we're, we're buying up seats and they're just empty because these kids we got to get through to them, but they're not showing up. So our after school program is really struggling. Actually, yeah, we got plenty of money. We're buying the tickets, but uh, word's gotten out. No one seems interested. Six hundred dollars. We'll pop. get there. It's. I tell you who does seem I know. interested. We will, and that is Maisie Hirono. John, now that we've got you back, care to tell us a bit about her? Yeah, well, I uh, consider her one of America's finest senators. I also consider her America's first Hawaiian senator, mm. which is exciting. 
Um, but she's had a pretty big week this week. Uh, do we want to go into her weekly activities? Oh, please. I mean, this is the kind. This is what we're here for. I'd love okay. to hear more. Okay. Well, this week, uh, Senator Maisie Hirano of Hawaii introduced the Safe Tech Act. You guys oh. hear about this act? Well, yeah, but tell me no. about it. T- give me more. I'd like your spin on it. Okay. Well, I mean, uh, I think we both know what it's about, but for the listeners <laughs> and for we'd love to hear your spin. Oh, what's it about? Hey, we're asking you, buddy. Uh, yeah, you're okay. the guest. Well, if you guys remember at all from the last administration, uh, there's a certain section of U.S. Code, Section 230, that has been a beta war of both Trump and apparently some Democrats on Capitol And Hill. And real quick, because beta war, just again for our listeners. Is, uh, you, you do not, do you not no, know what No, I do, but for, for the listeners, you know, yeah. we, we brought you on to cut down on the heavy jargon and uh, tell you that may go over some of their heads. Oh, okay. Uh, I will say, noir. the only yeah. thing I'll say is that uh, Donald Trump was my bed noir. <laughs> so, uh, beta, go ahead. Oh, okay, <laughs> so should I Please. say now? Okay. If it's like a white whale, mm. like enemy that you're that you're trying to, um, you know, capture something that's a bit of thorn in your mm. side, essentially a, a pet peeve of sorts. Yeah, yeah, I think that would be a good way to put it. Um, I thought you guys were going to be nonpartisan, so I'm surprised that um, your honest is. Well, I, I'm just. I mean, if you're going to be president, that. let's have some substance over showtime. Mm-hmm. Is my big thing. And oh, you're still pissed off about that. Yeah, I just wanted some more substance and not showtime. If there's policy, I can engage with it. But if it's uh, all about real exactly. estate, exactly, I don't know a darn thing about real estate. The uh, one real estate I care about is eight miles by eight miles, smack dab in the middle of the Atlantic coast, called Washington uh, D.C. That's the only real estate I give a two absolutely, absolutely, about. brother. Drain, drain the swamp. We live in the swamp. What? What? Do you, we love the, the swamp. What about shows wanted a swamp? Okay, well, what about Main Street, USA? Main Street. Do you care about that real estate? Hey, Main Street, USA, not for sale. Yeah, not for sale and not uh, and is an American historical mm-hmm. landmark that deserves to be walked yep. down and wa- leads straight to Pennsylvania exactly. Avenue and to the, to the Congress. So this tech bill, d- d- speak on yeah. that. Oh, yeah, let's go back to the tech bill. Okay. Speak on that. Uh, I'll, uh, gladly. Uh, so this bill would be a slight modification of Section 230. You guys remember Section 230? Trump complained about it on Twitter mm. a lot uh, over the past, like, six months. Mm. You guys know mm. what that is? Yes. Something something about, I believe this has to do with piracy, correct? Sort of harbors, harbors and piracy, making sure the harbors are safe. Yeah, no. And, no? Um, it's about sort of harbor. Dot harbor. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, that, no, I, uh, no, I would, I would definitely not say that's what it's about, but I do think that was a fair guess. Um, no, it is about providing um, some sort of coverage or uh, limited liability for tech companies that uh, have open platforms that users can go on and, and write anything they want. Uh, ah. so this protects tech companies that serve as a platform from getting sued. If someone goes on their website and writes, you know, dangerous or inflammatory uh, content, 
it basically uh, limits their the tech company's liability. Trump complained about this a lot because uh, he was under the impression that tech companies were unfairly um, censoring conservatives, but not Democrats. And he wanted to give conservative users essentially more more leeway to sue these tech pioneers. But a lot of Democrats also not necessarily huge fans of Section 230 because they want to see some corporate liability for hate speech or other threats that are posted on these websites. So, um, it's, it's and Trump, of, of course, was was the last pre- uh, the former president uh, who Biden has exactly. succeeded. That's yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Although for a few days there, it looked like uh, Mike Pence might have been the president who Biden would succeed. That would have been crazy, right? Oh, I mean, yeah, that's sort of that's deep in the in the in the parliamentary procedure. That's the stuff we live for. And and that's the way things go sometimes. Sometimes it just goes the way that the vice president becomes the president. Yeah, no, but um, that would have never ha- that would have never happened before. We've never had a, a president actually get convicted and removed from office. And that's just mm-hmm. the way things go, um, of course, on the Hill and, and otherwise. Uh, sometimes presidents are convicted and sometimes they aren't. They've um, ne- never been convicted before. And so Maisie, Maisie of she course, loves this bill. Yes. It's her baby. Right. So she was one of the co-sponsors. She likes the safe. She wants to mm-hmm. keep harbors safe, it sounds like. She was, again, yeah, not a Especially coming state. from Hawaii, a, uh, an island uh, not a state. Pir- not a piracy bill. A lot of, of course, the harbors there are very vulnerable mm-hmm. compared to the harbor of Miami, mm-hmm. for right, instance. Right. Which, but even if it were yes. a piracy bill, it would not be about physical piracy. Like, pirates like Blackbeard. it would not be about that well i think i think she deserves a round of applause this sounds like a great bill it does securing i can get behind securing any harbor physical or Mm. digital uh, john sorry i know that's where what you were getting to yes of course yeah so she's co-sponsored this bill with senator mark warner i think uh, Ah. a few other senators have been co-sponsors too but i'm not looking at my phone right now so i can't really say and john mark warner of course is a senator from uh, virginia the great ah, Commonwealth, yes, yes, of course. one of right one next of our door few commonwealths right next door our our favorite neighbor to the west i like to say mm-hmm. do either of you live in northern virginia <laughs> no we're 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 inside the belt we're we're far inside the beltway the beltway has an inseam of 34 and i'm at 16 inside the that middle can't be healthy wow <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll determine that a 16 inch 16 inch waist 16 inch inseam what is okay uh, in any case, uh, no, I, I thought I, I have heard that a lot of politicos actually live in northern Virginia, not inside the Beltway, especially the more successful, wealthy ones that want like a place out in the burbs, a lot of land. But, um, kudos to you all. It depends for- if, if you want to, it's kind of, you know, when you're, when you, when you, when you get addicted to the action, it's hard to leave it behind. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it's sort of the smell of the city. It's the sight of the city. Uh, it's walking, you know, DC is just, it's w- about walking down the same streets that main street that James Madison walked down that a- a- Abraham Lincoln uh-huh. walked down right. and they, and I'm walking down and uh-huh. I can feel that and, and think about it. And when I'm making my 
decisions and working. And yeah. working. James Madison was actually from Virginia, so not mutually exclusive with the Northern Virginia take as well. Well, but, we're from somewhere, um, but I think... then we come to D.C. Yeah, of course. Yes. Anyway, I mean, we... Anyway, so... The- we're all in D.C. or... Yeah, sorry, please go ahead. So the point is that Senator Warner uh, is probably the senator for a lot of your friends, but not neither of you, because you both are D.C. residents, which, kudos. Anyway, that's who introduced the bill. That's what Maisie Hirano has been up to this week. It's why I consider her maybe America's um, senator, best senator, certainly senator of the week. Well, in fact, we could we could get to that. We got some senators to rank. And, you know, being on our senator of the week, no guarantee you're going to be in the week's list of top 10 senators. It's only 10% of the Senate that we allow to be in the top 10 senators. It is an honor. Um, it is. It's it's a great honor that we bestow on a, on a select set of senators who have sort of exemplified the best of the best of, of what you can get in D.C. Uh, statesmanship, uh, stateswomanship, mm-hmm. of course, mm-hmm. um, thinking about the American people and about the crisis at hand, whether it be about piracy at our harbors or about coronavirus uh, killing hundreds of thousands of people, both of which need to be addressed. Mm-hmm. With urgency, it sounds like, and I'm glad Maisie is on top of that, which is why she's number one on the list of senators this week. Um, boys, I'd like to propose something a little mm-hmm. unorthodox for spot number two. Uh, will you guys hey, hear me out we wouldn't one? be here if we weren't willing to uh, roll uh, with the punches. There's a bit of a gang forming in the Senate, and I don't mean a violent gang. I mean a gang of 16 senators, eight from each party, led by Joe Manchin, Susan Collins, uh, John Hickenduper, and Mark Kelly, who are working, working their, and I'm not afraid to wow. say this, working their asses off to get a new deal, a wow. new deal for America. Um <clears throat> One that doesn't bust the budget budget belt, belt but also helps out where it counts. And this is a, a $900 billion bill that will uh, sort of help out this uh, coronavirus kerfuffle, as we're calling it, uh, nationwide. And is a little people... friendlier, a little li- better on the eyes mm-hmm. than a $1.9 trillion bill, which... Boy, as we know, we can't even exactly. pave the streets of this city, let alone afford a one point nine trillion. There's one. There's one issue we will take a stand people. on, John, and that's fiscal responsibility. No, it's nonpartisan. That's nonpartisan. There's got to be a balanced budget. It is. Mm-hmm. Everybody up and down the ballot agrees, uh, whether you're mayor or whether you're um, minister. You exactly like to see. A, you want to see a balanced budget. I can't go around spending willy-nilly my parents no longer allow that and this is we are we, the american people are the parents telling congress stop spending and, and so spots two some people, to, uh, oh some, huh. i well i was oh, just please. gonna say some people would maybe say it's the exact opposite it often feels like congress being well when they're doing their, when they're doing their job telling the american people what yeah, when they're doing the right thing. Okay. Right now, Congress is a bunch of teenagers sneaking uh, reefer 
to the tune of $1.9 trillion in the, in the attic rather than being a responsible mom or dad and going to bed at 10. So that's why, and I believe night. this is what you're saying, Johanna, spots, spots 2 to 17 yes. on our top 10 senators list. I, w- uh, I would like to dedicate spot, spot two yeah. to the group of 16 Understood. senators. <laughs> yes. So that's gang. The gang of senators is spot number two on our uh, top 10 senators uh, of the week. Uh, I'm open to this. Is the, I put a lot of thought into that one, actually. So um, number three, <laughs> so, number three well, I mean, spot is open. Okay. Um, is, quick technical question. Can you be on? Can you? that's a spot in spot two and also yeah yeah the gang is the gang is one spot yeah oh okay then i would like to propose senator amazing for spot three uh oh that's unorthodox but we believe we 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 believe women you just said it's allowed and so well she was also number one is the thing Yeah. yeah you said i asked specifically whether someone who is a spot Fair enough. Can have a different spot list. It feels a feels a bit like a downgrade though hey. to put her on one and three. Well, she's not hey, hey. one spot. He's the guest. We'll say we're looking at the Olympic pedestal okay. with the three tiers. She's got one foot yeah. on number one, and it's stretched over down to another foot in number three. So right now, her, on number two, uh-huh. there's a group of 16 senators. Exactly. She's stretching her legs around to get. To Have you that. ever seen a podium sense. before? Usually one's in the middle. Oh, good. That'll be, oh, that'll be okay. good for her. So she doesn't have to do stretching. Yeah, that'll that'll not, be much more comfortable. She does not have to stretch around 16 other senators, correct? She could. Although she could if she wanted. Women to. can do anything. I By the. And by the sound of her, she sounds like a real mm. tour de force uh, in the Senate. Um, I'm really glad that she called uh, for the Small Business Administration to provide additional support um, on uh, on on the third, and um, and on the 29th of January, she uh, received mm. 12 million dollars to fight. That's so good for her, which is really exciting. In, in yeah, that Hawaii, sounds yeah. like a big injection for her. Especially with the piracy problem that they seem to be having. Yeah, yeah I, I wouldn't imagine... really call it a piracy problem. And number four, in number four, I I've got think, well, yeah, uh, Steve Danes out of Montana. Steve Danes. Oh, one of my favorite senators. Oh, Steve Danes was just in the news, right? Well, I guess I'll let you finish. What's, what, what do you they, call they call him the Great, great Dane. Dane. Exactly. Montana, that wide open spaces you need. You need a, a big man with a bigger personality. To, to be coming out of there and Steve Danes is the one who I believe encompasses that big heart and a big well, they heart. call it they call it this the big sky state any so. particular is there it's any true. particular reason that he's number four this well you, you can wait and see where he is other weeks and I think one thing that he does is stick to his guns. A lot of senators mm-hmm. we see are flip floppers, are uh, sort of willy wishy washers. They one week they're one side and one week the the other side. And a great Dane like him sniffs the truth and hunts it, hunts and sniffs the truth, 
uh, like no other. In this metaphor, um, the dog has a gun? Six, he has two, cause, and he sticks to them, yeah. Um, I personally, I don't like the aesthetics of large pipes, so I was uh, pretty into the idea that they were going to cancel the big pipe from Canada to America. Um, oh, like he was Easter, upset like about Easter that. XL. Yeah, it's just a really, it's big pipes like that become an eyesore. Uh, that was a rare just, that was a rare point of bipartisan agreement this week between senators like Steve Daines, who we usually think of on the far right, and um, prime ministers like Justin Trudeau, who we usually think of as uh, more liberal or, or, or to the left, uh, all rallying around the idea that we should not be canceling the Keystone XL pipeline. What do you guys think of the Biden administration's decision there? Well, I'm going to... Um... Oh, no, you, well, you go, go right ahead. ahead. So, uh, <laughs> I realize. I mean, I think I think what's worth noting there. The bipartisanship. Is, uh, that Trudeau. Yeah, bipartisanship mm-hmm. is worth noting, number one. And number two, another area of sort of mutual understanding there is that the Pike and Trudeau have both been canceled. So they both know what that's like. And, and that's why Trudeau is upset. I exactly. Think, he also knows what it's like to be canceled. Yeah, I agree. That's uh, that's what I think. And also, also the bug, the bipartisanship. Okay, so yeah, so Dane, Senator Danes is fourth on your list because of his opposition to Keystone XL. I mean, his opposition yes. to the cancel yes. Keystone XL. Yes, that is yeah. why. Got to get my facts <laughs> straight there. Yep. Okay. Number five, Margaret five? Wood Hassan. Out of New Hampshire. Ah. Oh, it yeah, is. John's state. had a I lot of well. experience in New Hampshire doing um, things, I believe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's her correct. friend, her friends call her Maggie. Yeah. Um, here in the Beltway. Mm-hmm. And, they yeah. called her Maggie. Well, hey, we, we know a lot of people. We have a passing acquaintance. I nice. wouldn't. Yeah. I, I'm not. I, I wouldn't call myself close enough. To, to call her that, you know, we have lunch, but I mean, I refuse to call any elected mm-hmm. member of Congress anything but the honorable, um, and she is honorable, which is why she's number five. Exactly uh, for her strong sense of. And honor. honestly, I think I think we could just blow through six to so ten I... really quick. Oh well, I was, uh, yes. Okay, I was going to ask you again if there was any particular reason she's we've on got. The list, but we, I guess maybe I, mean, I should stop doing. We that. can't make this too long. I think I think we might just knock these out. You know, and right. if you're listening to the show, you know why. One of the okay. I, I, this is what I was going to say. I think sometimes you kind of you need to test to tell if you're ready for what you're getting yourself into. It comes across as arbitrary to me as a guest, but <laughs> uh, you guys are the hosts. I think when you're when you've been one of the things my old mentor first said to me was you you'll know really fast whether or not you've got it. And one of the things that that I'm seeing in this list and that I'm hearing from you, John, and I'm hearing more from Will is that exactly uh, John, you're not getting it and Will you are getting it. And this is this is what that list yeah, is about. Yeah, I would definitely is, not I would not object to that characterization. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Good. Yeah. And I mean. Yeah. Okay. Well, right. I mean, you, you say arbitrary. Wait until you hear these uh, six to ten spots. Well, can yes, I make a? Can notice. I actually make a suggestion for number six? Yes. I mean, 
I would like to suggest Senator oh, Casey Oh, can't do it. Only get two. Yeah. Okay. Uh, in this votorama, exactly we're just no to that, that little rider there. So so ruled. Okay. It was. <laughs> <laughs> to get out well, of it didn't work because number <laughs> number six. Try to stop. Josh Hawley. Okay, here we go. Num- number seven, Martin. Oh. Heinrich. Number eight. Okay, actually, I have. I have, I have an issue. I have John Hickenlooper. Um, number nine might have been Maisie yep. Hirono, but we've already done her, so it's got to be John Ho- Hoven. And you got a number 10. And I have a big number 10. I think this is someone uh, that we will consider a member of the Senate until our, we ourselves are dead. Exactly. Oh my the great God. That's so John true. McCain of the Senate. No, and honestly, he will, whenever he's not on a list, he's. Uh, in memoriam, mm-hmm. honorable number eleven on that list, uh, just for the things that he's done for this country, um, whether it is bombing Vietnam yeah. or bombing on the debate stage. Well, hey, some some people are good debaters and some people uh, are uh, good policymakers, and we know which one he is. That's right. Yes, um, mm-hmm. we know him for the McCain-Feingold Act. And we know him, which was uh, subsequently overturned checks, in the courts. Checks and balances. You know, very, very powerful. Exactly. Kind of a ace in the hole. Uh, so, John, was, how was that like arbitrary? Yeah. No, uh, yeah, I thought it was, you guys did fine. Actually, I had issue with Senator Hawley uh, making the list this week. Like, a little uh hey not thing, but you know it's, it's senators of the week yeah uh, it doesn't mean they're good but in the case of john mccain it does yeah that does is it i yes i think like when i listen to this later if i if i do i'm gonna <laughs> take take note of uh, your description of the list of the week because I thought it was pretty unambiguously Well, no, it's just most of the time the, the, the work our senators are doing is, is almost universally good. So nine, nine times out of the ten, someone's on the list, it's for doing a good thing. Government is good, ergo, mm-hmm. any member of the government is good. Um, I might... <laughs> what I you might want done to other members of the government, with... but... Exactly. Mm. Uh, I'm, I might disagree with, uh, you know, what kind of p- partisan uh, line they're drawing, or I might disagree whether or not they offer tours of the Capitol on weekends, but I'm not going to disagree that they're doing a good job by being a senator. That's, I mean, it's, it's honorable. Josh Hawley is the kind of guy who, who could have been mm-hmm. sort of a powerful Wall Street banker. Or he could have been, uh, you know, a security guard at a border detention site. And instead he chose to do something more honorable, uh, which is be a senator and, and make, make laws and uh, make statements about laws. And statements about yeah. legitimacy of our Exactly. Exactly. I agree. So we've got a little exactly. game for you here, yes. John. Oh, we yes. call it. Fun. Um, Maisie, here, hold on. 
Where was it? It was at Maisie. Johannes, you got this, right? Here, let's see. Maisie here or... Oh, no. And we're going to tell you some bills. um, And you tell us uh, whether, whether she introduced them and whether they got passed. You'll say here... Or no, oh, if they weren't passed. This might be well, rough, but I'll give it a go. Yeah, I'll pull. Um, yes. Or should I say I'll give it a... Hey, uh, now you're getting go. it. Okay. Okay, okay. Yeah, well, I'll say out. we'll start right. with uh, uh, Senate Bill 447. Um uh, it is the Keep Americans Safe Act. Did this pass? Maisie here or Maisie no? What, what no, it? that would be unfair. Can I ask what it does? Okay, then, you, then you'd know, oh, this is a, a yes. law I currently live under, and you would know whether it had passed or not. Right. Oh, yeah. Considering what yeah. is called the Keep America Safe Act. Oh, yeah. Considering that I personally feel safe, I'm going to say a hero. That is a no. That it act. was read twice and referred to the Committee on the Judiciary, oh. and nothing's happened on it since in the last two years. Next up. Um, is it, uh, did she sponsor it? Oh. Was that part of the thing that I had to guess? It, yeah. Oh, what did it? I'm now okay. Or you know what? Let's just go she on. might have co-spawned. You know what? Go right um, ahead. Or no, she wrote it. Go right ahead, Johannes. Next up, next up is Senate Bill 668, uh, removing barriers to colorectal cancer screening act of 2019. Is that a, a, a yes or a no go? Again, I'm unclear if I'm supposed to be guessing two things. Or it's taken for granted that all of these are this is these are all bills and... she either sponsored oh, okay. or co-sponsored. Okay, it's so just I a matter of whether or not they passed. passed. Got it. Yeah. I'm gonna say uh, yes, that passed. That seems like something that would be fairly uncontroversial. Uh, I agree that colorectal cancel is important, but unfortunately, this did not pass. It was uh, read twice and referred. Here, to I've the got one, and this is uh, might throw you for a might throw you for a bit of a loop. Because uh, it was actually House Resolution 972. Uh, we go back a ways on this, back to 2008, but it was still all Maisie. Uh, it is supporting mm. the goals and ideals of American Heart Month and National Wear Red Day. Did, was this a Maisie here or a Maisie okay, now? Um, Well, I've said yes the last two times, so I'm going to say no this time. It was agreed to in the House, but uh, never went any farther. <laughs> she, yeah, she passed it that. Oh, actually, I have a, I have a quick follow-up to that one. Um, Senate Resolution 83, resolution to designate February 2019 mm. as American Heart Month and February 2019 as National... February and now 1st, you'll remember, John, National Wear Red Day. that... It was agreed to in the House, the one I just said, and she's in the Senate now, so keep that in mind. That's something you got to remember about our legislature. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So there are two exactly. different bicameral houses. Yes. And they work together. Yeah. 
sorry, what's the, the question is whether this resolution passed once she re- introduced it. This was introduced last year. Yeah, did Senate. that pass? Okay, um, mm-hmm. I'm going to say uh, yes, it passed. It was agreed to in the Senate. Correct. Good job. Wow, look at that. Um, like so February 2019 was a productive month. Um, yeah, it would seem that way um, from from history books. But if you were there like we were, you would know um, mm. that things move slowly in Congress. And it is it's not always as as fast and loose as it seems. You know, Thomas Jefferson a lot of, once called the Senate the uh, dipping tea pot of legislature i think most people have referred to the senate mm-hmm. as uh, the world's greatest deliberative body saucer um, cup saucer plate. whereas whereas uh beltway boys like us we say yeah. senate seen it we've been watching it for years yep house house but that doesn't take senate. away any of the grandeur does it okay i've got one, seen one it, more here or I no said. also Same. in the house Resolution 367, 2009, supporting the goals and ideals of National Train Day. I'm going to go with Agreed to in-house. Nice. That is exciting. Especially, I think we might want to pass it on to our friends in the White House. (laughs) I have a... Uh, feeling indeed president might enjoy all right well that was that was a classic installment of here or no and i guess yeah great yeah no that was great well if that's if you like that thanks for playing john we also uh do a bit of a little game it's it's a little funny um of our weekly senator we we always try to you know how important food culture in DC. A lot of people talk about others, but I believe it, it it might be well be the culinary capital of our our nation. So we are going to name a sandwich ah. after a senator, and that will be a sandwich that we will then um, submit a motion to introduce to the Senate cafeteria. So we're going to use exactly. Maisie Hirono as our senator. Um, and I think I was about to say I'm feeling corn. I think, on this I think the the first is, word we stick yeah. with mazy. It is a mazy sandwich, maybe on cornbread. Yes, I agree. Mm. This is oh, um, she is I like that of a oh oh you were you were reading what I was thinking. I was going to say or a, a a hero like a you know a large large sandwich. Exactly. Oh yes, I, I like that's even better. Uh, partially because in in Washington we're all about our bang for our buck, and in this case, this is an investment you can make in a sandwich, and if you can get a big one in return, mm. just like voting for Maisie is a vote for a big return in terms of who your senator is. Buying this sandwich is a big return in terms of how big the sandwich. I was. Is. We could. It could be uh, a pork and pork and pineapple. Is it all you're all going for the pun. It could be pork and pineapple, although I recently read that that is not Hawaiian at all. Uh, it was Canadian, oh. unfortunately. Well, um... Uh, uh, yeah. So... It could be. It's a, it's a, it's well, a foot-long pork and pineapple a... on cornbread. 
called okay, the Maisie Hero. Yes, because when you see, you will when you see it on the menu, you'll say yes <laughs> to that. No, I think it is going to be Maisie Hero <laughs> M O for no onions. The sandwich will not have <laughs> no onions on the sandwich. So poor pineapple, no onions. No, it's a here. It's, it's a foot. It's a foot long, like extra long party sub. <laughs> it's on cornbread. <laughs> yeah, on it's amazing. Cornbread for for our Native okay. American heritage. Great. No, that sounds. Oh, so God. that's that sounds great. That's our I cannot I wait. I cannot I wait. To I love chow down. Oh, I love playing. Well, that game it's not on us if you didn't really uh, participate. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Agreed. Exactly. Well, yeah. I think we should r- round out this episode with um, a brief segment we call Meet Your Regulator, where we meet one of the great Americans in charge of regulating our daily lives in new ways, uh, new and fun ways that we never knew were possible. Okay, this already um, sounds much better than the sandwich game. Today, we're going to meet Janet. <laughs> Woodcock, <laughs> uh, who is the acting commissioner of food wow. and drugs, the Food and Drug Administration. Um, uh, and she was named that on January 20th, 2021. She oversees the full breadth of the FDA, including a Food, Drug, and Cosmetic Act and other applicable laws. Um, and she has been with the FDA since 1984. She's a lifer. Starting off in this, FDA. in the Center for Biolo- Biologics Evaluation and Research, and uh, the director of the Division of Biological Investigational New Drugs. Biologics. Um, and she was the director of the Office of Therapeutics Research, which included the approval of the first biotechnology-based treatments for multiple sclerosis wow. and cystic fibrosis. And then uh, she uh, was named the director of the FDA Center for Drug Evaluation in 1994, overseeing the center's work that is the world's gold standard for drug approval and safety. Um, And she uh, introduced new concepts of risk management as an approach to drug safety, modernizing drug manufacturing, advancing medical discoveries. Uh, And in 2004, she finally became deputy commissioner and chief medical officer in the office of the commissioner. And later she took on other executive leadership positions, including deputy commissioner for chief op- for operations. Wow. I am, I am wrapped. This is the kind of stuff. Um, I inject this straight into my veins. This is, this is what makes Washington tick. She has finally in 2020, she uh, uh, was asked to help out with operation warp speed. Space Force. Uh, which is the program to develop um, a COVID-19 therapeutic. Also, Space Force, of course, was included in there. Um, partially because, uh, as my understanding is, and uh, of course, limited medical understanding, here, but, nope. uh, the virus cannot uh, survive in space. So um, the further we get into space, mm-hmm. the less virus there will be, uh, is my understanding. What does this have to do with she the She was on Operation Warp Speed, John. Uh, oh, oh okay. yeah, yeah, John, keep up here on her. 
This resume is so, so long such because, an accomplished uh, woman. she's so good at Which can't really job, be said I enough. Think. And regulator. And, and regulator. Uh, she, she holds a Bachelor <laughs> of Science from Bucknell. I won't make oh, the name... uh, obvious joke there. Bucknell. Dr. Woodcock has a Bucknell degree. And then uh, Doctor of Medicine from the Feinberg School of Medicine. Very good. At uh, Northwestern in Chicago. Um, and, yeah, and honestly, she, if I'm being totally honest, she's been bestowed numerous honors over her distinguished public health Glad career. you're not lying about and, that. Including the Life Achievement Award, of which I'm just a teeny bit jealous, and the Ellen V. Seigel Advocacy Leadership Awards, and the Florence Kelly Consumer Leadership Award. Wow. And the Biotechnology her wall, Heritage Award. I tell you, her, the wall behind her desk must be from the bio- <laughs> decorated. Yeah. It must. Oh, I know. She, she must shows, have a big office, I tell you. When the staff. Co- big wall. When the staff come in and say, time to repaint the wall, she's going to say, uh, what wall? What color? Mm-hmm. Uh, paint, paint it gold in honor of all those. Uh, all those first place awards in, in achievements. Or paint it red, white, and blue. I honestly, I'm going to have to go with John on this one. I think <laughs> her office deserves to be repainted red, white, and blue for her service. And for her, the yeah, highest honor. This COVID crisis. Oh, maybe. <laughs> the highest honor of any regulator is, of course, to have their office painted red, white, and blue. While they're on well-deserved vacation, I'm hoping that she gets a vacation soon. She sounds like she's been working <laughs> her butt off since 1984. Um, and that's a I long time. To what be a lady. Your butt off. Um, There's nothing. What a lady. Well, that was nice. I feel like we don't know enough of our, um, you know, bureaucratic little scurriers you know it's all senator this congressperson that it's never exactly acting FDA. i mean this is the kind hey. of stuff this is this is part of our mandate which is exactly. very broad we have a lot of educating to do but this is certainly part of it well, yes uh, yes thank you so much for coming john director would talk yeah, man, we yes, maybe we'll get you back in guest. episode hundred and one. Um, you can you could you could start us off then. We'll see if we can squeeze you in. Yeah, exactly. With a new your new favorite senator, um, our goal is to do a hundred mm-hmm. episodes before <laughs> the Senate class changes. Uh, so it's about a hundred uh, one episode a week before twenty twenty two, and then. Uh, and, we and then we're going to start over. I'm excited. I'm excited to see if you guys every can pull that off. Again, every two years. Oh, it's going to be great. Uh, we, <laughs> we're, we're very excited, too, because we know we will pull it off. Uh, in many ways, this is a program as ambitious as <laughs> oh. Obamacare, but with hopefully um, a better rollout. With a lot more. But, but yes, uh, Joe Lieberman ahead. actually loves this, so. That's the only exactly. difference. Joe Lieberman's our biggest fan. Okay. <laughs> yes. Uh. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, guys. Um, we uh, listeners will see you at the next episode, episode two. Um, 
where we discuss, again, our top senator of the week, uh, some insider gossip from the Hill, and of course, Bye. your favorite Bye. reoccurring segment.